The Holy Gospel, according to St. John, the third chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel reading this morning does indeed come from St. John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 17, and they can be found in your pew Bible on page 1649, 1649. John 3, 1 through 17. Now, there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. And he came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked, and surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. And Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of the water and of the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, You must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts 
be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Itch here. Nicodemus is a failure. Spiritually, at least. In the world, in the world, he was quite successful. In the world, he was a Pharisee, a ruler of the Jews. In the world, he was well respected in society, and the society thought that he was wise. In the world, he was a teacher, a teacher who knew the scriptures forwards and backwards. And yet, Nicodemus just messes so many things up in John 3. First, he comes to Jesus by night. Nicodemus is a man of power, a man of influence. And he knows that many of the Pharisees are giving Jesus a hard time. Does he stand up for Jesus? Does he argue that he should be listened to fairly? No. No, he does not. Nicodemus comes by night when no one can see him there. That is not exactly boldness. Then in their conversation, Nicodemus doesn't understand one thing that Jesus says. In fact, we are witness to him constantly giving the wrong answer to the point where Jesus asks this, are you the teacher of Israel? (laughs) And you don't get this? You don't understand what these things mean? Nicodemus is embarrassed because he doesn't really know what's going on. Nick at night. Yet, what does Jesus, the Christ, do? He doesn't mock Nicodemus like I just did. Jesus doesn't kick Nicodemus out or refuse to talk to him anymore. Instead, Jesus is patient. Jesus is kind. And Jesus keeps spelling things out more and more, even to the point where we get John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever dies in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And Jesus, he just keeps on explaining, making things clearer and clearer. You see, it's not about Nicodemus and his failures. It's about God loving the world through his Son, Christ Jesus. 
Listen to this. You don't, I don't, we don't need to impress Jesus with our knowledge. You don't need to hold up your successes before him. And when you see your failures, you don't need to shrink away. Jesus is the same yesterday, today. He's the same forever. And just as he showed Nicodemus patience, as he showed Nicodemus love, as he showed him the nature of God, he proclaimed the gospel to him. So, too, even today, your Lord is patient with you and will continue to give you his word and his spirit so that you know that he loves you and forgives you. Now, on to our Old Testament reading. Did you notice it was Abram and Sarai? God changes their names in Genesis 17. This was Genesis 12. And in Genesis 17, 5, Abraham is given, or Abram is given the word Abraham, which means father of many. Sarai, is, her name is changed to Sarah, which means princess or woman of strength. God is always changing people's names, and it really gets confusing. I have to thank my friend in my men's Bible study for that one because I agree. He changes an awful lot of names in the Bible, does he not? And it does get, you know, Saul, Paul. I mean, it's, it's, it's really funny. And <clears throat> one day, you and I will have new names too. In Genesis 12, there is a great promise made. Which promises does God keep? All of them. The promise is made that if Abraham or Abram and Sarai leave their home land, if we continue on through Genesis, we find that Abraham had been through the ringer, absolute ringer since leaving his homeland back in Genesis 12. He found famine. He found arguments. He found having to rescue Lot and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah. He found that the promised land was looking to be rife with difficulties and hardships. And so the Lord comes to Abraham, Abram, and makes a very blunt statement in Genesis 15.1. He says, I am your shield. This is a fantastic promise. This stuff that you see getting thrown at you today, personally in your lives, 
thrown at you, tossed at you. Abram, don't worry about it. God is your shield. That's what he told him. And it's going to hit him. And not you. God is your shield. The things of the world are going to hit him, God, but not you, for he is your shield. That was a promise made to Abram. That's a promise made to you. The Lord will take the brunt of it, not you. Yet Abram isn't pleased. How unlike most men, right? Not pleased with the promise, because there's a lot of things going on. It's hard. You don't know what it's like. One man in the Bible said, oh, I cursed the day I was born had I never been born. Abraham, Abraham is not pleased. He's near despondent because he hasn't got any kids yet. And the Lord said he'd have kids. That he would be made into a great nation in the promised land. And the Lord has Abram look at the stars and says again that Abram will have kids in the Lord's time, though. You'll have children that outnumber the stars in my time. And of course, Abram would. We know the rest of the story because one of Abram's descendants would be Christ Jesus, the Lord himself. And Jesus would be Abram's shield most fully. God tells him, do not be afraid. I am your shield. Jesus would provide not just protection from daily troubles, but Jesus would be Abram's shield and our shield against Satan, sin, and death. Jesus would go to the cross and there take upon himself the impact, the blow of sin and death so that Abram, so that you, so that I will live eternally. And when the Lord makes a promise, he means it. And it's a good promise. And sometimes we get distracted by the details or we don't like the timing. But Christ Jesus is your shield. Christ Jesus, he is your life and your salvation. And that's for forever, for eternity. And that is true on your best day. And that is true on your worst day. For he is faithful and he is true to you. You were, you are shielded in your baptism. You were covered in Christ's righteousness. You are covered in Christ's righteousness. You were sealed by the Spirit. You are sealed by the Spirit. You were marked by the cross. You are marked by the cross. You have been given the Holy Spirit who dwells in you now 
that same spirit that caused Jesus to rise from the tomb and proclaim, I have life for you. That spirit lives in you. You are shielded by your faith. You are shielded by the word. You are shielded today anew at the altar whereupon you receive Christ. You receive his body given for you. That shields you. You receive his blood shed for you. That shields you. His perfect work has saved you shielded you once and for all. In the name of Jesus, amen.